1: It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay.
0: Long Island Vibes.
1: On 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay.
0: I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here uh, with Norman Pardo. And he's an author and he's he, a lot of things. And, and a lot of... Um, situations around OJ Simpson and his latest is who killed Nicole question mark and you know it's it's something that everyone should try to get a hold of and regardless of what side of the issue that you're on if you want to get all sides this is this is another side it's completely um, different than than most things that you've been hearing but Norman Pardo is our very special guest Uh, Frank McKay here with Norman Norman how are you
2: I'm doing great. It's nice to be on your show again.
0: Oh, listen, I'm thrilled to uh, thrilled to have you. It's always fascinating to talk to somebody who gives a different perspective uh, to everything. Uh, can you can you give us a little bit of your background? And, and if you don't mind, uh, starting from the beginning, start from the beginning. Uh, where were you born? Where were you raised?
2: Well, I was actually born in Michigan, but raised mainly in Florida, in uh, Fort Myers area. And uh, now now we're in the Tampa area, which is, uh, I guess everybody sort of migrated up here. O.J.'s kids are here. Everybody's here.
0: You know, that was the next thing I was going to say before we get into, uh, you know, anything um, too, uh, you know, uh, too distracting from from growing up. Uh, how do you come to meet O.J. Simpson?
2: My attorney was his attorney at the time. And they, he introduced me. It was a it was a. It was actually a bet. I was just goofing off and said I could promote anybody and anything. And I just, it was a gentleman's bet. And he brought OJ in there and said, what about him? Mm -hmm. And of course, that was an eye opener. I'm like, well, that's pretty good deal there. I mean, (laughs) a preconceived murder, all around bad guy. But I took, you know, I took it on. It wasn't a, a big thing. And then once I got to meet him, I got... I was infatuated by who really killed Nicole because you know it's hard to get anything out of him. He didn't really want to talk about that, so.
0: What what year was this? Nineteen
2: ninety nine is when it all started, hmm. and uh, it didn't really finish until after. Oh, he was he was still in prison when we really finished off our last conversation.
0: What what role did you end up? taking with with OJ. You were promoting him, right? You were managing him?
2: No, I was really, actually, he was more I was his boss. He worked for my company, and uh, I was just going to put him out there and see what would happen. And at the same time, I wanted to film it, and I thought that would give me a good chance to meet some of the people that he hung around with.
0: At that point, uh, not to cut you off, but at that point, who was he hanging out with? Uh, Who were his friends? Can you share?
2: There was a lot of different people, you know, there was uh, people really I can't even talk about. You know, you had Goldie, which was a pimp. I mean, there was a lot of different people out there that he was hanging around with, not all good. But there was also people that he knew from the past. And I felt that if I could get close to him and I could get close to them and then I could ask everybody questions all the time. It was my way of sort of uh, investigating it. You know, if I had something on my mind, I would just, you know, make a phone call to some of his friends or, you know, people that was associated with him and ask him the questions.
0: Was he hanging out with uh, Kardashian at that point? Was Kardashian still alive?
2: No, he had already broke off with him. And uh, he broke off with most uh, a lot of the people that he once knew. He wasn't uh, hanging around with them anymore. So he was really just, uh, he was alone. You know, that's why when I came to him with my proposition, I was the only thing he had going on. So I I signed him to a contract that he was going to work for me. And whatever I decided to do, that's what we were going to do.
0: Let me just remind folks that are just tuning in or maybe turned on their radio a little late frank mckay here much more importantly author and i and you know so many things norman pardo is our very special guest who killed nicole is the name of his latest and he you could you could see him on documentary you could see him you know certainly read him in in books but norman pardo uh usually when you google him um, you know, O.J. Simpson, well, the name O.J. Simpson's not too far away. Frank McKay here with Norman Pardo. Uh, your, your earlier, uh, you know, we, I asked, you know, where, where'd you grow up, where uh, you know, uh, that type of thing. Uh, what did you start doing professionally once you, you know, matured to, uh, to adulthood? What was, your, uh, what was your occupation?
2: Actually, I, I, I started programming and I built one of the first search engines. It was called Spider Boy. And uh, it was what competed with Yahoo, Lycos, uh, Google, et cetera. And I took it public. So at the time, I I was probably one of the first publicly traded dot coms. Hmm. And uh, I was a technology guy. I was always fascinated by information. And it was the knowledge I needed. I couldn't, you know, I just needed to know everything. That's why I built the search engine. So I use that technology to help me on my research with OJ.
0: Your the technology that yeah that you had back then, Spider Boy. I, I think I heard of Spider Boy. Uh, that was very early in the process, right in the internet process. Um, uh, how did you end up doing with it?
2: Did very well. Uh, ended up uh, merging with a bunch of other companies, and then we sold it and. So we did very well.
0: Getting back to your initial meeting with... The actual Spider-Boy
2: name ended up back at Marvel Comics. They sued me for a billion dollars because of my association with OJ. Mm. So they lost the lawsuit, but I still gave them the name. Because at the time, they had damaged my credibility. But we had already merged into a bunch of different companies at the time, and that wasn't that important.
0: See... Cynics would say, I'm not saying this, but cynics would say, damage your credibility. You're dealing with OJ. How could you? I'm sure you heard that uh, your whole life after you met with OJ, uh, people questioning and second-guessing why would you get involved with, uh, with this guy. Uh, is it correct to assume that you heard a lot of that?
2: Yeah, well, a little bit of that. But the people who know me and knew, knew my background knew that I was a, a straight-out business guy. You know, so, you know, they even the people in the media knew that if it was something to do, it was business. You know, it wasn't I was going to try to rehabilitate him. But I was also after something that everybody in the world wanted to know who killed Nicole. You know, and nobody else had the ability to get close enough to him to find out the answers.
0: You know what? stood out to me about our last conversation and I I don't mean the one we had earlier uh but the the one we originally did that was uh, that was aired uh uh, you know in uh, you know the radio interview that we did um is you said towards the end that OJ uh, had uh had you wanted to have you killed and you said a kind of you know uh, matter of factly just at the end and you had a whole bunch of people waiting to interview you so so i was kind of like whoa 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 wait, wait wait a second what did you you know and that's why i wanted to reach out to you so badly um i, I mean t- to me that's news right that's big news uh oj one well actually what word it put it in your own words uh because it sounded uh it, it sounded pretty disturbing and especially from knowing uh, what the general public at least thinks they know about O.J. Uh, tell us how that came about.
2: O.J. is very, very connected. That's one thing about him that people need to understand. So I got a conversation one, one night, around 2 o'clock in the morning, actually, from a guy who says that uh, O.J. has two people and uh, that he wants to eliminate, and uh, I was one of them. Brett Goldman, I think, was the other one. And uh, I didn't really pay too much attention to it because I got so many death threats. You know, he did give me his name and he said he was calling me as a courtesy call because of my, you know, as a professional courtesy call, which I thought was nice, I guess, in his own silly way. Uh, but then once I called a few of my friends, they said, no, he's a bona fide killer and uh, you should be a little bit worried about him. And uh, I talked to one of my real good friends, which used to be a good friend with O.J., and told him about the guy who called me and he said i know who that guy is and uh he called the guy up himself and actually the actual guy who called me to kill me called me up and apologized and said i'm sorry i didn't know you were friends with this other guy i can't mention his name Yeah. he said but i don't want anything to do with him he said if you want i'll even kill oj for you because he said i never liked him anyway and uh that was sort of the end of that i thought at the time and then, you know, last year in March, I ended up dead. I, I died just before my book was supposed to be signed. I had a, a book deal and uh, with Simon and & Schuster, and I was supposed to sign it the next day. And so we had a big celebration, you know, about having a book out and blah, blah, blah. And Right there at the celebration party, I just dropped dead. And to this day, they don't know why. So makes me a little suspicious of everybody. There's so many people in the book that wanted me dead. I don't know who to to point at right now, but I think my next book's going to be Who Killed Norm. <laughs> oh jeez, I uh, uh,
0: uh, hey, keep your thought one second, Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Norman Pardo is the author of Who Killed Nicole, and our subject is O.J. Simpson. Frank McKay here. Uh, get the book, everyone. Who killed Nicole? Question uh, mark. We'll be back right after this. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America.
1: It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.
0: I'd like to welcome everyone back. Two breaking it down. Frank McKay here. Norman Pardo is the author of "Who Killed Nicole," and, uh, and we're just right before the break. Uh, we're talking about um, a threat he got from a hitman, and uh, and the hitman was saying that OJ would wants him dead, and and also Fred Goldman, and um, you know, uh, unfortunately, fortunately, Norman Pardo is here with us today to talk about the book. Uh, and and all things o j uh who killed nicole uh, norman uh, going back to what you said, you said you are you you died uh how did you die your your heart stopped, you were temporarily um not among the living,
2: yeah, I was just standing there, I was sitting there shaking hands, standing there, and everything went sort of blurry, and I just dropped dead while I was standing there, so I died for seven minutes. It wasn't, uh, and I was lucky that the people around me got me to back. So unfortunately I was gone, but then they took me to the hospital and then I had my wife come to the hospital and I told her, bring that book deal with her. And I literally signed it in the hospital. I said, ain't nobody going to stop me from having this book out if that's what they think. And so I signed my book deal in the hospital on the way to the operating room. They wanted to go in and check out my heart, and they did all that. And they said, "No, nah, your heart's fine. There's nothing wrong. We can't make sense of why you really died, unless it's something you ate or something you took." Or they didn't know, and to this day they don't know.
0: Norman, the publisher was Simon and Schuster.
2: Yes, they're the ones who actually put it out. Yeah. So it's a good. It's a good. It's a big deal for me. You know, it's my first book. And, but there was a lot of people in the book that was angry. You know, the Kardashians had a whole one hour special and just me, they were so mad at me for talking about them in the book. And, uh, you know, you got Gil Garcetti to uh, the DA at the time. He didn't come out very good in the book. You got the serial killer whose family's still out and he had his son actually call me. So there's a lot of people who wanted me dead. So it's hard to just point at one person. When you write a book, I guess it's so controversial, but it's so truthful. You know, you know, I put everybody in there. I didn't hold back anything. Uh, there was, uh, I held back nothing in that book.
0: Norm, let me ask you: Why would why would OJ want you dead?
2: Uh, from what I'm understanding, from the guy, he said I talked too much.
0: That sounds like the book you wrote is uh, is defending. O.J. in a sense, that you're you're not believing that O.J. If you're asking who killed Nicole, uh, you know, that's that's to suggest that O.J. didn't kill Nicole. And and if O.J. didn't, who would? I mean, am I right right to assume that?
2: No, it wasn't because, uh, you you know, people who read my book, O.J. wasn't always innocent either, you know. And O.J. was not trial for a conspiracy to commit murder. So if he had somebody with him to do it, then he can be retried. That's the problem. He was only tried for the murder, yeah. not conspiracy. So they wanted me to shut up because the guy who actually came forward, one of the guys who was involved in the actual murder, put O.J. with him. So there's a lot of stuff in the book that people really have to go through. It's, it's really in-depth. You know, you know, a lot of people don't know that, you know, I had Dodie Fied in my book because he was out with Nicole the night before. Mm. So there's a lot of people in there that I probably shouldn't have written about, but it is what it is.
0: Uh, to, uh, Dodi Al-Fayed uh, uh, correct me if i'm wrong but that's uh that's the the boyfriend of princess diana who was uh in the car when they uh, they they perished um Dodi Al-Fayed and and um and princess diana um uh, were were killed uh, in that limo uh, is that correct the same the same Dodi yeah. Al-Fayed
2: yeah that's the exact same one yes
0: uh, now how uh, did you have any relationship with Dodi Al-Fayed?
2: No, just one of the witnesses put him there the night before.
0: Now, who are the witnesses? Yeah. I, again, we want people to buy the book. Uh, it's called Who Killed Nicole? But uh, who who are some, what, what can you share with us? And again, we want people to buy it. And, uh, you know, so don't give us everything, of course. But uh, who who are the witnesses? Can you share that with us?
2: I can I can mention the fact that she was with Nicole the night before the murders. She was a model, and they was out at a restaurant before the murders happened, or the day before, and that's when Dodi Fayed was there, and Nicole was going to use Dodie Fayed's plane to go pick up a shipment. So and she overheard the entire conversation, but she doesn't. She's been afraid ever since then to come forward. A lot of people have come forward that were afraid to come forward, but I promised them that I wouldn't mention them who they were. You know, I wouldn't do that to anybody. The I can't I can't talk about them their names now.
0: The voice you're hearing is Norm Pardo. He is the author of Who Killed Nicole. Everyone, check out the book. It's certainly a different perspective than what we've been hearing. Frank McKay here, is so much more importantly, Norman Pardo. Is our very special guest, uh, Norman? Um, I now I understand why O.J. wouldn't have wanted you to write this book, because it's not clearing him. It might be clearing him of the murder, but it's not clearing him of the conspiracy to to commit the murder, as you pointed out. And that he is something he could be retried on. Um, as far as I know. You're not an attorney. I'm not an attorney. Um, is is there a statute of limitation on conspiracy to commit murder?
2: I don't think so. I think that's what they're all worried about.
0: How, but there's nothing
2: I can really do about that. You know, it's not my you know I just put out what was what what, what I found.
0: Yeah, don't kill the message.
2: Letting the public, you know, they can uh, they can do whatever, not it's out there. There's no sense in killing me now. Yeah. I can't change what's there.
0: Look, look, consider this, right? Consider um if they killed you now and got, you know, God forbid they kill you now, there's going to be attention put on the book and their their best hope any when I say there you know like a, you know anyone that wouldn't want this to be brought up um, you know because of the the fear of a retrial your death would only bring attention to the book
2: yes that's why I told her I'm signing this book deal once it's out it's out ain't nothing nobody can you know why would they want me gone now in my opinion I don't know I mean they just some people are just mad and I still know more stuff than what's even in the book
0: yeah that's interesting uh, do you have a second book in you? Do you, uh, are you are you planning on putting out another book
2: maybe it depends on if I can find out what happened to me and if there was somebody involved I'm looking for them I haven't stopped that search ever since you know I died I've had a lot of people out there trying to help me figure out who all was at the party were there any connections with OJ or the Kardashians or anybody else for that matter?
0: When was the last time you spoke to OJ or, or had any kind of dealing or interaction with OJ? It was just
2: before he got out of prison. I sent him that letter from the serial killer, which you know outlined a lot of stuff. And I expected him to call me up and say, Oh, no, thanks, man, you found out who killed my wife and it was exciting. But he didn't do that. He bitched me out, and he said, "I told you to stay away from that guy. I don't ever want to talk to you again. I don't know you." So that's when I knew that he was involved. There was no other way around it.
0: Uh, you know, listen. It, it's fascinating. It's fascinating because it's a, it, it's a different angle. I, you know, at at first, at first glance, people would be like, um, you know, Norm is uh, is trying to clear his buddy O.J. Uh, But it's uh, it's clearly not that you you had some information that uh, that might link another person to the uh, to the murder that. But O.J., uh, uh, you know, it sounds like O.J. didn't want anything to do with it. Listen, we're going to need a part three, part four, uh, you know, whatever. And hopefully I can get you, uh, you know, and, and do a little bit more. I got uh, we got a break coming up here. Uh, you know, let's let listen. Let's stop right here. Congratulations on the book. Who Killed Nicole? And, and hopefully I can get you back uh, even the next couple of days yep. to, uh, to kind of put some uh, some other thoughts together on this. Uh, Norman Pardo, thank you very much for being here. Do you have yeah, a website? You, can
2: also, go, you yeah. can also go to whokillednicole.com.
0: Yeah, I was just going to ask you. Give us a website, whokillednicole.com. Um, anything yeah. else, any social media site?
2: No, that's the only thing I've got really running right now. You can pick up my book there. I got actually I have some autographed books if somebody wants one.
0: Well, that sounds great, Norman. Thank you very much for being here, and, uh, and and I look forward to talking to you in the very near future.
2: You got it, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show.
0: Thank you. Who killed Nicole is the name of the book. Frank McKay here. Check out who who killed Nicole dot com. Uh, get an autographed copy of the book, and and we'll we'll certainly have more with Norman Pardo coming up. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.
1: He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.
0: I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. Our very special guest today is legislator Rob Trotter and he's out of the Smithtown area, and uh, I'll tell you what, he's, uh, he, he's impossible to beat. He's like, he's like the Teflon legislator, and every time they try to uh, bang him over the head and go after him, they throw money after him, and uh, somehow, some way, this guy survives, and the people love him. The people love him, and he's not afraid to ruffle feathers, he's not afraid to take uh, on the big guys, and if you read Jimmy the King, uh, you'll you'll see a lot on on Trotta there, and uh, what he's done. A lot of people see Rob Trotter as a heroic figure. Uh, others see him as the boogeyman because he's not afraid to uh, uh, to speak up, and usually things that are that are taboo or, or groups that are, that are taboo. Uh, you know, you you don't get the politicians to talk about. It. Not a typical politician, former cop. He was a liaison to the FBI. And once again, uh, constantly uh, speaking up when he feels it's right. Rob Trotter is our very special guest. Rob, how are you? it's
3: good thanks for having me frank i really appreciate
0: it well listen thrilled to have you and the uh, the book jimmy the king by gus garcia roberts uh was uh I, it was a departure from anything that we've seen before and it's of interest to us here and i'll i'll just explain a little before i let you go into it uh but jimmy the king refers to jimmy burke the former chief of the Suffolk County Police and he rose through the ranks and uh, you know, Tom Spoda, the DA that you and I once had high hopes for, uh, is serving a five year prison term along with his his right hand, uh, Chris McPartland and uh, Jimmy Burke did 46 months or roughly 46 months on uh, on his um, actions, for his actions in federal prison. If this was a movie, Rob, and we wrote this script, or Gus Garcia wrote the script, the producers might say, guys, water it down, nobody's gonna believe this, true or false?
3: Absolutely, I mean, the fact that you had a chief of police on the cover of Newsday for having sex with prostitutes in his police car on duty and he wasn't fired, is just unbelievable anywhere else in the country or the world, for that matter.
0: Yeah, it's just, uh, Jimmy Burke is, uh, uh, is a character and and maybe one day a movie character if this good this book gets uh gets its uh, just due uh give us a, a rundown of the book um I, I assume you approve of the book right this is these are things that you've been talking about for years and you've been banging away at and, and as soon as you were disappointed by this crew you spoke up about it and uh it wasn't easy living under those circumstances they um you know you put, you put a target on your back no, no
3: doubt about it. I mean, uh, if I, it was like a spy movie. I was living in. Uh, you had a chief of police that was after us, uh, me and two other detectives that were in the FBI. You had a district attorney that was after us. I was told by a lieutenant in internal affairs they're after you. And don't feel bad; you're not the only guy they're after. I feel like I'm in the Gestapo. I mean, I was meeting, uh, co- you know, I was covertly meeting with the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office uh you know i have to go different ways it was was basically a nightmare for a while um but uh you know something uh, me and uh, one of the detectives john oliva who's a big part of the book uh, a have a motto good over evil and uh in this case and i hope in most cases good will prevail over evil
0: you have to feel vindicated now that the book has come out because these are things that you've been talking about and not only did garcia uh kind of register that IN WRITING, BUT HE BACKED IT UP with, WITH A LOT OF FACTS. I MEAN, THIS ISN'T this isn't HEARSAY. THIS ISN'T, um, HEY, I HEARD THIS STORY, YOU KNOW, HERE. Or I HEARD THIS STORY HERE. AND we, WE'VE ALL HEARD THOSE STORIES. HE REALLY BACKED IT UP. DO you, YOU FEEL VINDICATED?
3: Oh, 100 percent, Vindicare. You know, the, the guys, the cops, the rank and file cops who knew what was going on, they knew all. But they were afraid. You know, people live in fear. I was a little disappointed that a lot of these cops were just afraid. And, you know, they have wives, they have kids, they have mortgages. So they're not going to speak up. You know, I, I was fairly fortunate. You know, I, I have some money. I, I, I bought a house cheap. And, and I, I thought that, um, you know, I had, a, I had an obligation. You know, when I swore you know, back in 1988 that I would uphold the laws, I didn't think I'd be working for a criminal. You know, there's one incident where I, when I first, one of the first times I met him, he actually asked me if I could get him a snuff film. And I didn't know what a snuff film was. And I actually asked him, what's a snuff film? And he went into graphic detail, graphic, graphic detail about what a snuff film is. Now, I don't know if the listeners know what a snuff film is, but it's it's basically when you're having sex with a woman and you murder her. And the response her body does as she's being murdered. And he went into graphic detail about that. And ironically, after that came out in the book and after that came out in the podcast and in the um, Discovery uh, I had two other police officers call me up and say he asked them the same thing. So, you know, there's clearly something wrong with a guy who uh, you know, was asking people for a snuff film.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's a shocking thing to hear, you know, especially the first time you meet someone. Do you think Burke, and and at the time he wasn't the chief, right? He was, uh, he was just Sergeant Burke? Yeah. Was he,
3: or, yes, correct.
0: Yeah. It, it, do you think that was his way... Of feeling you out to see what your reaction because if there's anybody in the world that I imagine could get a snuff film, it would be Jimmy Burke.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure he was. He was feeling me out to see, but you know what I was like, and if he could trust me, and if he could go into his inner circle. I mean, there, there's story after story about you know. Look, he was he was found guilty of having sex with a prostitute in his police car while he was working. And then they make him the chief. So what is the county executive thinking in his mind? Well, okay, let me get this guy who's had sex with a prostitute in a police car. We're going to make him a chief. What message are you sending the rank and file police officer of this county that, oh, you can basically do whatever you want and we can still, you'll still succeed in the police department? He stood by him for three years after this happened, after he was on the cover of
0: Newsday. It's crazy. Yeah, Amazing and by the way the the uh sex worker that was in the car with him um it, you know kind of backed up everything that happened right i mean it's uh you know it's not this isn't hearsay either i think that was pretty much proven
3: and more i mean tanya lopez the reporter for Newsday, went up at my suggestion to uh, to jail when she was in jail up in malone new york about eight hours away and when she came back she met met me behind the Costco in um, Comac. This is when I was just become a legislator maybe six or seven months into it and tells me stories that I won't even repeat on the radio about, you know, how, well, some of it I can, he was smoking crack, he was drinking continually, lost his gun with her. All these things that were, um, you know, she said that she admitted having sex with him in the car, but she didn't want to say that he was smoking crack and stealing crack from drug dealers and smoking it with her and snorting cocaine with her. There was some sexual things I don't even want to talk about. I mean, it was a sort of, you know, whatever. But, you know, for a, a police sergeant to be doing this and then to be made chief, and then ironically, She swears me to secrecy, Tanya Lopez. And what does she do? She gets on the phone and talks to John Oliva and tells her these unbelievable graphic stories. And they're on a wiretap listening to these stories going on. So think about this. Burke Spoda are in a room listening to a wiretap of... Uh, A Newsday reporter talking to a former FBI task force member about how the chief, who's standing listening to this, was smoking crack and having sex and losing his gun to a prostitute.
0: Amazing. Can you imagine that scenario? Amazing. Only in Suffolk County. And, uh, you know, I I say that and people say, ah no, it happens other places. I don't know. Point out those other places. I I know there, there are some, but not quite. Not quite like this. I mean, they're talking about the DA, the the DA's right hand. I, in fact, I think Chris McPartland, who's doing five years in in federal prison in uh, in in Texas somewhere, uh, Chris McPartland was the uh, what was he the uh, public um, honesty, public by, corruption. Public he was corruption. the head of public right. corruption. Right. He was the head of public corruption. Can you imagine that? For and now,
3: and now he's in jail for public corruption
0: yeah just absolutely amazing we're coming up on a break but rob trotter legislator rob trotter is our very special guest and you know he's been uh he's been calling for this uh for a very long time uh i think uh a, a lot of people uh Felt that Rob was vindicated when, when Burke went down, because he had been screaming about Burke for uh, for years. Um, when Spoda went down and McPartland went down, uh, you know, obviously people were like, oh, maybe Trotter Trotter's not so crazy. Before that, they were just you know wild card. He's just you know, he's just throwing rocks. He's throwing whatever. Well, guess what? The three main guys that he was throwing rocks at um, all went to federal prison, and you know, it's. Uh, you know, it's it's, uh, it's pretty uh, pretty impressive uh, when he called on it early. Uh, certainly earlier than I did. I mean, I, that's 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 for damn sure. Um, way earlier than I did, and I'll I'll admit that honestly and openly. But Rob Trotter is here with us. We're up against the break. Rob, stick with us for uh, for for a minute until we get through a uh, quick commercial and we'll come back and we'll talk more about Jimmy the King and the the corruption that was exposed in Suffolk County and you know and, and people are paying with their times with their their life um, in, in the sense of their, uh, you know, uh, Tom, uh, Tom Smota is probably 80 years old. Or so I don't know how old he is, but uh, McPartland and, you know, Jimmy Burke is out uh, among the living and, uh, and the free. Uh, Jimmy the King is the name of the book. Uh, everyone get it. Gus Garcia Roberts. We've had him on before. Rob Trotter here with us. Frank McKay signing off just for now, but we'll be back with more with Rob Trotter former police officer, former liaison to the FBI, and current legislator. We'll be back right after this.
1: NYC. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 107.1 WLIR-FM Hampton Bays.
0: I'd like to welcome everyone back to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. Norman Pardo is the author of Who Killed Nicole? And uh, we're just right before the break. Uh, we're talking about um, a threat he got from a hitman and uh and the hitman was saying that OJ would wants him dead and and also Fred Goldman and um you know uh, fortunately fortunately Norman Pardo is here with us today to talk about the book uh and and all things OJ uh who killed Nicole uh Norman, uh, going back to what you said, you said you you you're died. Uh, how did you die? Your, your heart stopped. You were temporarily um, not among the living.
2: Yeah, I was just standing there. I was in there shaking hands, standing there, and everything went sort of blurry, and I just dropped dead while I was standing there. So I, I died for seven minutes. It wasn't, uh, and I was lucky that the people around me got me to back. So unfortunately I was gone, but then they took me to the hospital. And then I had my wife come to the hospital and I told her, bring that book deal with her. And I literally signed it in the hospital. I said, ain't nobody gonna stop me from having this book out if that's what they think. And so I signed my book deal in the hospital on the way to the operating room. They wanted to go in and check out my heart. And they did all that. And they said, no, your heart's fine. There's nothing wrong. We can't make sense of why you really died. Unless it's something you ate or something you took, or they didn't know, and to this day they don't know.
0: Norman, the publisher was Simon and Schuster.
2: Yes, they're the ones who actually put it out. Yeah. So it's a good, it's a good, it's a big deal for me. You know, it's my first book. And but there was a lot of people in the book that was angry. You know, the Kardashians had a whole one-hour special on just me. They were so mad at me for talking about them in the book. And, uh, you know, you got Gil Garcetti to prosecute the DA at the time. He didn't come out very good in the book. You got the serial killer whose family's still out and he had his son actually call me. So there's a lot of people who wanted me dead. So it's hard to just point at one person when you write a book, I guess it's so controversial, but it's so truthful. You know, you know, I put everybody in there. I didn't hold back anything. Uh, they was uh I held back nothing in that book. <laughs>
0: Norm, let me ask you why would why would O. J. want you dead?
2: Uh, from what I'm understanding from the guy he said I talked too much.
0: That sounds like the book you wrote is uh is defending OJ in a sense, that you you're not believing that OJ if you're asking why who killed Nicole uh, you know, that's that's to suggest that O.J. didn't kill Nicole, and, and if O.J. didn't, who would? I mean, am I right right to assume that?
2: No, it wasn't, because, uh, you know, people who read my book, O.J. wasn't always innocent either, you know? And O.J. was not trial for a conspiracy to commit murder, so if he had somebody with him to do it, then he can be retried. That's the problem. He was only tried for the murder. Yeah not conspiracy. So they wanted me to shut up because the guy who actually came forward, one of the guys who was involved in the actual murder, put OJ with him. So there's a lot of stuff in the book that people really have to go through. It's, it's really in depth. You know, you know, a lot of people don't know that, you know, I had Dodie fired in my book because he was out with Nicole the night before. Mm. So there's a lot of people in there that I probably shouldn't have written about, but
0: it is what it is. Uh, uh, Dodi Al-Fayed. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's uh, that's the the boyfriend of Princess Diana, who was uh, in the car when they uh, they they perished. Um, Dodi Al-Fayed and and um, and Princess Diana um, uh, were were killed uh, in that limo. Uh, is that correct? The same. The same Dodi yeah. Al-Fayed.
2: Yeah, that's the exact same one. Yes.
0: Now, how uh, did you have any relationship with Dodi Al-Fayed?
2: No, just one of the witnesses put him there the night before.
0: Now, who are the witnesses? Yeah. I, again, we want people to buy the book. Uh, it's called "Who Killed Nicole." But uh, who who are some? What What can you share with us? And again, we want people to buy it. And uh, you know, so don't give us everything, of course. But uh, who who are the witnesses? Can you share that with us?
2: I can I can mention the fact that she was with Nicole the night before the murders she was a model and they was out at a restaurant before the murders happened or the day before and that's when Dodie Fied was there and Nicole was going to use Dodi Fied's plane to go pick up a shipment so and she overheard the entire conversation but she doesn't she's been afraid ever since then to come forward a lot of people have come forward that were afraid to come forward, but I promised them that I wouldn't mention them, who they were. You know, I wouldn't do that to anybody. The I can't, I can't talk about them, their names, no.
0: The voice you're hearing is Norm Pardo. He is the author of Who Killed Nicole? Everyone check out the book. It's certainly a different perspective than what we've been hearing. Frank McKay here is so much more importantly. Norman Pardo is our very special guest. Uh, Norman, um, I now I understand why O.J. wouldn't have wanted you to write this book, because it's not clearing him, it might be clearing him of the murder, but it's not clearing him of the conspiracy to to commit the murder, as you pointed out, and that is something he could be retried on. Um, As far as I know, you're not an attorney. I'm not an attorney. Um, is is there a statute of limitation on conspiracy to commit murder?
2: I don't think so. I think that's what they're all worried about. How but there's could, nothing I can really do about that. You know, it's not my... You know, I just put out what was what what, what I found.
0: Yeah, don't kill the message.
2: Letting the public, you know, they can uh, they can do whatever. And now that it's out there. there's no sense in killing me now. Yeah, I can't if, change what's there.
0: Look, look. Consider this, right? Consider um, if they killed you now and got you know, God forbid they kill you now. There's going to be attention put on the book, and their their best hope. Uh, Any when I say there, you know, like you know, anyone that wouldn't want this to be brought up, um, you know, because of the uh, the fear of a retrial, your death would only bring attention to the book.
2: Yes, that's why I told her I'm signing this book deal. Once it's out, it's out. Ain't nothing nobody can, you know. Why would they want me gone now? In my opinion, I don't know. I mean, they just some people are just mad. And I still know more stuff than what's even in the book.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, do you have I a second do. book in you? Do you, uh, are you? Are you planning on putting out another book?
2: Maybe. It depends on if I can find out what happened to me. And if there was somebody involved, I'm looking for them. I haven't stopped that search. Ever since, you know, I died... I've had a lot of people out there trying to help me figure out who all was at the party. Were there any connections with O.J. or the Kardashians or anybody else for that matter?
0: When was the last time you spoke to O.J. or or had any kind of dealing or interaction with O.J.? It
2: was just before he got out of prison. I sent him that letter from the serial killer, which you know outlined a lot of stuff. And I expected him to call me up and say, "Oh, Norm, thanks, man, you found who killed my wife," and it was exciting. But he didn't do that. He bitched me out, and he said, "I told you to stay away from that guy. I don't ever want to talk to you again. I don't know you." So that's when I knew that he was involved. There was no other way around it.
0: Uh, you know, listen, it, it's fascinating. It's fascinating because it's a, it, it's a different angle. I, you know, at at first, at first glance, people would be like, um, you know, Norm is uh, is trying to clear his buddy OJ. Uh, But it's uh, it's clearly not that you you had some information that uh, that might link another person to the uh, to the murder that. But O.J., uh, uh, you know, uh, it sounds like O.J. didn't want anything to do with it. Listen, we're going to need a part three, part four, uh, you know, whatever. And hopefully I can get you. Uh, you know and, and do a little bit more I got uh, we got a break coming up here uh you know let's let listen let's stop right here congratulations on the book who killed Nicole and and hopefully I can get you back uh even the next couple of days yeah. to, uh, to kind of put some uh, some other thoughts together on this uh, Norman Pardo thank you very much for being here do you have well, a website? You can
2: also go you yeah. can also go to whokillednicole.com.
0: Yeah, I was just going to ask you. Give us a website. Who Who Killed Nicole um, Anything else? Any social media site?
2: No, that's the only thing I've got really running right now. you can pick up my book there. I got actually I have some autographed books if somebody wants one.
0: Well, that sounds great, Norman. Thank you very much for being here, and uh, and I look forward to talking to you in the very near future.
2: You got it, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show.
0: Thank you. Who Killed Nicole is the name of the book. Frank McKay here. Check out who whokillednicole.com. Uh, get an autographed copy of the book, and, and we'll we'll certainly have more with Norman Pardo coming up. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.
1: This is Breaking It Down with your host,
2: Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.